With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, but anyway, um, that and the fact that the, the, they're going to subpoena, uh, uh, first they're going to send her a series of questions, then they're going to ask her to appear. I, I think this one has more legs. Uh, I was watching the liberal, I've been watching the liberal press rather than the, uh, uh, my traditional conservative press. And even they're they're starting to say uh, um, uh, some things that she she simply did not answer all the questions, and it's gonna it's gonna be a very it's gonna be an interesting time. If you recall, six months ago I said that I didn't think she would be the pre- uh, Democratic presidential nominee, and um, and uh, if you also remember, I bet our good friend Dan Perkins, and I think my bet is uh, more solid today than it was yesterday. Uh, this this has more legs than it um, uh, than I thought. I think she uh, thought uh, it would have. Um, but you know, the Clintons have de- demonstrated an amazing ability to ride out uh, uh, storms before, and, I, and I've been wrong before in my life. But uh, but this one is um, uh, 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 this one is a very difficult one. Uh, Saying that uh, her convenience is uh, is not an answer, but I, I while we were waiting, I asked IQ a question, and he uh, gave a very uh, I think uh, interesting answer. Uh, do you think um, IQ that uh, uh, the fact that she was a woman Secretary of State uh, helped or hindered her in her dealings with Islamic uh, countries like Saudi Arabia? No, and my answer to you was, no, it was not a hindrance, because they're using her. The Saudis have been using American in the State Department for the last, since 1973, literally, since the oil crisis. They have in, spent enormous millions, enormous number of millions of dollars buying favors in American universities. This is not propaganda, by the way. You can check exactly what Muslim countries have contributed to every single university in America. And you'll find that's hundreds of millions of dollars. So when you spend hundreds of millions of dollars with institutions which are educational, and they call it uh, Islamic culture, Islamic civilization, Islamic this and Islamic that, it's not true. It's all to subvert and undermine American uh, education system. And they've done a fantastic job. Many young people in the United States of America don't feel loyalty to the United States of America. I'm an outsider, I'm looking in. I don't have an axe to grind, I'm not a liberal, uh, uh, Democrat or a Republican. I look at facts, I deal with facts. And I always say, if you want to prove me wrong, please show me how I'm wrong. But that's what happened for the last 65 years. Sorry, go on. No, I I was gonna say, uh, uh, I um, I've been in Saudi Arabia, and uh, I have a, a, a sort of a special affection for the Saudis because I've always felt that they were uh, outside of Israel our staunchest allies uh, in the Middle East. Um, they did it for their own self-protection, but um, I, I thought that uh, uh, the Saudis uh, two years ago, when when I think they lost faith in uh, President Obama. Uh, started to do a more independent uh, 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 course, uh, uh, firing their longtime intelligence chief, et cetera, had close ties. Um, uh, do you think that uh, our supposed allies, I'll use that word because I think uh, you feel, I may be putting words in your mouth, that we really have no allies in the Middle East, uh, do, you, do you think we, we're losing uh, whatever um, uh, support we have in the Middle East uh, because of President Obama and because of events? Yes, you're absolutely right. You, 
America, not only losing with America, not only with the Arab states. No one on earth today, no leader on earth today has any respect for Obama. I'm not talking about America, I'm talking about Obama. Obama has not been able to find a single friend. He has not created any friendship with any leader. Look at them, I mean, just look at him. Does he have a friend anywhere in the world? The answer is no. He has created more enemies among the, who used to be friends, and made more acquaintances, but not friendship, with the enemies. He supports the enemy of, enemies of America, and denigrates the, uh, the allies of America. The Saudis were never your friends. They were nice to you, no question about it. You like them, I don't blame you. Their hospitality is immense. There's no question about that one. But you are an infidel. If you're not a Muslim, you're an infidel. Yep. And what is, from the point of view of Islam, especially Saudi Islam, there are Wahhabis. As an infidel, your destiny is death and destruction. That's it. But they, they are nice to you because they can use whatever you have. I'm not being negative, honestly. I'm telling you the facts of life. You don't have to accept it from me. I always say, do not take my words as truth. Check it, double check it. They cannot be loyal to you. No Muslim can ever be loyal to a non-Muslim. Why? They are not even loyal to other Muslims. Why? Again, I ask the question, I answer it. Shia hate Sunnis. Sunnis hate Shias. Sunnis and Shias hate Wah the, the Salafis. They hate the other sects of Islam. There is no love in Islam. The word love, you, you know, if you, when you read the whole of the Quran, you will not find a single word of love between a human being and another human being, or love between Allah and his followers. The word love does not exist. Can you believe that? A whole religious book, supposed to be a religious book, Quran, there's no love in it. It's all full of hate, full of anger, full of death and destruction. There is no mercy in the Quran. There is no compassion in the Quran. It doesn't matter when, when the Muslims tell you, every single chapter starts Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. doesn't mean crap. Just because it starts with, the, in the name of Allah, the merciful and compassionate, Allah doesn't show any mercy and compassion towards who are, those who are not Muslims. Allah shows compassion and mercy only to those who are Muslims. And even then, he's failed. I know I'm ranting, well, but it's not ranting. I'm giving you the answer well, to the question. You let's go a little bit further. On the caliphate uh, that existed uh, in the uh, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th century, um, religious groups like the Jews prospered uh, throughout North Africa and the Middle East and seemingly found a place within it. Why, why were they able to do that, and why, why did the, the, the various rulers permit that, if that was, were the case? Don, in answer to your question, first of all, it was not always the case. They went through periods in which the Khalifa was a tolerant one. He was not following Sharia. And not only the Jews, the Christians also prospered under Islam, but only on short periods of time. They call it the Golden Age. Bullcrap. What Golden Age? Ten years in here, five years in another one, and then you have massacres, and you have expulsions. This idea that Islam is tolerant is absolute garbage. It is intolerant. And the only time it is tolerant is when they don't follow Sharia. Take Saddam Hussein. Take Gaddafi, take my Iraq, my country Iraq, under the monarchy. We had a destour, means a, con a constitution. Who imposed the constitution? The British, when they conquered Iraq from the Ottoman Empire. Under the constitution, Christians and Jews and Hindus and other people were allowed to participate in the state and were allowed freedom. The ulama, that means the mullahs of Islam, hated the Constitution because it allowed freedom for other people. You must not ever accept the idea that they are tolerant. 
They are never tolerant on the Sharia. ISIS does exactly what Sharia demands. They tell you, they tell the world, we are doing it according to such and such a verse in the Quran. And Obama says, no, they don't know about the Quran. And the leaders in Europe tell us that those people don't know about the Quran. I want to understand something. Obama never read the Quran, by the way, never. Not a single leader in Europe ever read the Quran. The Pope did not even read the Quran, although he said, I read the Quran, I couldn't find any aggressive verses. When I sent him an email, I can, change, I can send him 19 A4 pages full of aggressive verses. So what did he miss? I'm not anti-Catholic. I'm talking about a man who is the leader of 1.2, 1.3 billion Christians, who sees Christians being exterminated in my country, Iraq, in Egypt, in North Africa, in Syria, and he tells us, no, no, these people are not doing it according to Islam. Well, no, you are wrong, Pope. You are wrong, Obama. You are wrong, all your leaders in Europe. These people, ISIS, Boko Haram, the Salafis, the Wahhabis, are doing exactly what the Quran demands. Don't I have over one and a half million dollars worth of challenges? to every human being on the planet. And at least 50 million people have listened to me or read, read my books. At least 50 million people. In 10 years. By the way, it's not, a, it's not many people, 50 million. Today, you make one Twitter, you've got 100 million people uh, on a Twitter. I don't know. The important thing, it's not many. But in 10 years, I haven't had a single human being come against me and win a dime. There must be something right I'm doing. Why? Because I'm quoting a chapter and verse from the Quran. I quote it from Arabic. So when a, uh, an imam comes to me or some idiot Muslim comes to me, you've got to do it in Arabic. I have Arabic. My language is Arabic. My mother tongue is Arabic. So don't bullcrap me. And I'm quoting a chapter and verse. I cannot be defeated simply because I know the subject. I'm not an expert. I'm knowledgeable. So you answer oh, your question. Oh, no, no, no one, uh, oh, so, certainly no one on this program is. Uh, doubts what you've been saying ab about it. In Absolutely. Fact, since our first conversation um, uh, several months ago, which was extremely illuminating to me, uh, I've been uh, uh, testing out your, what you've been saying and uh, uh, been talking to a lot of much more knowledgeable people than I, than I am. And it's surprising how so many of them say, you know, he's right. Um, we, and we're not handling them as we should. Uh, I have to tell you that. You, you Look, know, that's the, nice, the, nice that's the nicest compliment I heard for a long time. That's a really <laughs> nice compliment. No, no, I mean well, it. Because, well, uh, look, it's not good for me to brag about myself. That's not a, uh, an advantage. When I say I have the challenges, I don't mean it to boast. I mean it to make people understand that I put my money where my mouth is. And if anybody can defeat me, I will swallow it. I have to pay $100,000 or $200,000 if they can defeat me. But if they lose, they have to pay me $100,000 or $200,000 also. It goes two ways. I don't have a Muslim who's loyal to America. You can't. I know it sounds outrageous. Well, I, sorry, go on. No, uh, no, it doesn't, IQ. When you, when you frame it as you do, and, and you look at today's events, you know, there's much, there's much veracity to what you say. And that's why uh, I'm glad Jim invited me back on the program, because I wanted to tell you uh, that personally, that, um, you know, uh, you certainly opened my eyes. And uh, uh, I, I told a lot of people that I was going to be on t today and for how to... Uh, 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 hear, hear us, because, you know, um, uh, I talk to a lot of people. I'm a reporter, and uh, um, I was taught to listen to what other people say and not, uh, not to try to put your own opinions on it. But until, um, you, you know, you really uh, uh, vociferously uh, exp expounded your point, I hadn't really thought of it that way. But uh, let me ask you the, now the tough question. How do you stop Islam? Very simple. Believe it or not, it's the simplest thing in the world. Now, 
Islam is a cult belief system. It stands on one single idea. The whole of Islam stands on one single idea. What is that? That Allah, the God of Muhammad, is the same as the God of Jesus, Moses, and Abraham. That's the foundation of Islam. Without this foundation, Islam does not exist. Why? Because Gabriel would not exist. According to Islam, Allah is the same as the God of Jesus, Moses, and Abraham. I can prove in 25 different ways, in less than 60 seconds each way, that Allah is most definitely not the same as the God of Jesus, Moses, and Abraham. What more can I tell you? So when you can prove this, and I can, what happens? Allah is not God. Hence, nobody revealed anything to Muhammad. That means Islam is not a religion. Islam is a cult belief system, the, the product of Muhammad's imagination. And most important thing, all those so-called followers of Muhammad who have died for the last 1400 years in the cause of Muhammad, not cause of Islam, never went to a paradise and a whorehouse version of paradise that Muhammad promised them with the 72 virgins. And not a single Muslim, in, as we speak today or in the future, who will blow himself to kill people like you and I, because we are not Muslims, will never find the 72 virgins. Why? Because Allah is not God. You know, when you do that in public, when you, we have that on every television station in the United States and Europe, Islam becomes a laughing stock. Why? A nine-year-old child could ask a Muslim, prove to me that Allah is the same as the God of the Jesus of Moses and Abraham. He can't. It cannot be done. Sounds outrageous, doesn't it? But it's true. I can prove it, as but I know, said, in less than six seconds. But you know, H.L. Mason, but on the other side, H.L. Mason said, it's amazing that a religion could last 2,000 years based on a biological impossibility. What's <laughs> referring to Christianity. Biological impossibility, oh, the version yeah, birth. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what they think about Jesus or not. It doesn't matter what they think about Moses or not. It doesn't matter what they think about Muhammad or not. We are discussing reality. You cannot find, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars of bets, that any human being can find a single verse in the New Testament inciting the followers of Jesus to murder, plunder, and rape, and destroy people who no, don't believe in Jesus. you can't because he is the God of peace. But you, if I, if I okay. hear you right, you're saying that Allah is the God of war. Absolutely. But Allah is Muhammad. Allah is Muhammad. Nobody reveals anything to Muhammad. Every letter, every word, every verse, every chapter in the Quran are the product of Muhammad's imagination. The secretions of his warped mind. They are actually his alter ego. His autobiography, the Quran is Muhammad's autobiography, but cleverly projected into the unsuspecting mouth of Allah and Gabriel to give them the aura of sanctity and divinity. And you know what? I have $100,000 for somebody to prove me wrong. Cannot be done. I don't say that well, to impress you. It cannot be done. If it can be done, I wish somebody would come and say, hey, hi, Q, I got the answer. I'll pay him $100,000. But when he fails, I want $100,000. It cannot be done. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the fact that when they can't prove it, they've got to pay you. I love the idea of it being a two-way street, IQ. I think that's awesome. Well, I, I, I agree. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the unfortunate part is I don't have the money to bet, and I agree with the... <laughs> Um, IQ. <laughs> uh, well, hey, gentlemen, we—I wouldn't take it from you. You're a friend of mine. <laughs> gentlemen, we we I have to take. We, we, I don't need any we, we have to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll have more with IQ Arizoli, Donald Mazzella coming up.
We've got a great new marketing partner out there. When you turn on the TV nowadays, there's a lot of violence going on. People are hurting each other, shooting each other in the streets, dropping bombs on schools. Ever wonder if good people still exist? The whole world may seem like it's gone crazy, but there's still nice people out there, decent people doing the right thing that can make a huge difference. Seeking Human Kindness is a good book showing there are good people around the world who want to make the world a better place. Sometimes doing something nice for one another can take your mind off things that are wrong with the world. Focus on the goodness in people and you can check it out on Amazon.com. It's called Seeking Human Kindness. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Great new author out there, Benjamin Card. What would you do if the person you loved most was brainwashed to love someone else? In Benjamin Card's debut book, The Courting, every female on Earth has been hypnotized by an invisible entity in the sky. And now, one man must figure out a way to get his wife back before it's too late. Hellnotes.com calls this book delightfully strange and psychotic. The Courting is available now on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Instagram, Benjamin Cord. As a business owner, you know that cash flow management is important. You need to monitor your profit margins and your expenses. Cashflow Mojo software is a cash flow management tool made especially for small to medium-sized business owners like you to help you manage the cash flow of your business. When money comes into your business each week, the software will help you set up a budget, set aside money to pay bills, buy inventory, pay taxes, health care costs, whatever your budget needs are, and most importantly, pay yourself, which is something we business owners forget about all too often. Having a basic understanding of the difference between accounting and cash flow management is key when running a business. One has to do with keeping records of your money, and the other has to do with how you use it. Cashflow Mojo software helps you decide how to portion the money correctly to manage the growth and profits of your business. Check it out today at CashflowMojoSoftware.com. A 30-day trial is just $9.99, and there's no contract needed. This software tool will get your business finances on the right track. CashflowMojoSoftware.com. If waiting for your investments to grow feels like waiting for paint to dry... <sighs> There's a powerful secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know. You can accelerate your investment's growth by two, three, or even four times. That's bad news for Wall Street, but great news for you. We're cash flow savvy, and we'd like to offer you free information that will show you how to take control of your investments and double, triple, or even quadruple their returns. And it's yours for free. For the secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know, go to CashflowSavvy.com. That's CashflowSavvy.com. Welcome back. IQ Rizzoli, Don Mazzella with us today here on the broadcast. And uh, this this is a, uh, a really, really interesting day. We've got uh, two great uh, friends of this program on the line. And um, Don, um, I'm going to go ahead and let you keep doing what you're doing. Uh, let, let's, let, let's lob some more questions here to our good friend IQ Rizzoli. Well, you ask questions in order to elicit information. Yep, yep. That's what I hope I'm doing. I, I, I just want to reiterate that uh, uh, I'm almost a convert based on our, our last uh, uh, meeting. And what's what's more, what I, what I'm uh, what I've been really surprised at is when I uh, when I've mentioned this to people, uh, many times they've stopped and thought about it. Um, which, which is what I think IQ has been trying to do, and uh, he needs, I guess, more people like myself to listen. But let me uh, uh, ask IQ another question. Um, if you recall, and I don't remember how many years ago, when terrorists took over the uh, uh, the site at Mecca, and the Saudis couldn't knock them out, they had to bring in French troops, and never mentioned that the French were involved. Um, what do you think that did to the uh, Saudi and the, the is Islamic uh, psyche? Uh, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about, but I didn't know, to tell you, I didn't know the French were involved. That I didn't know. This is oh, oh, yeah. The, the Saudis couldn't knock them out. They had to no, bring no, in no, French terrorists. I'm believing you. What I'm saying is, I don't even, I didn't know that. But that will be affecting the psyche. Well, uh, maybe 
Osama bin Laden would, was upset about that also. Because to allow well, Christians to defend Mecca is out of the question. I know that for a fact, for a variety of reasons, and I, I, I'll stand by it, uh, uh, again, the $100,000 question, but uh, I was just <laughs> curious about it. Um, uh, well, I was just I, curious. Why French troops? Why not American troops? I don't understand. Where did they get the French troops so quickly? I mean, America is around well, the they, corner. Why did they go to the French? Well, because the Americans wouldn't do it. Ah. <laughs> they were right not to do it, I swear to you. They were right not to do it. By the way, the, the ones who took it over, they were Shia. They were Iranians. Uh, well, yeah, uh, the again... Ones, the ones uh, who took over Mecca, they were Iranians. They were instigated by uh, Ayatollah Khomeini. Well, I, I know it. I know it shocked the Islamic world. It certainly shocked the Saudis. They've spent billions of dollars building up their armed forces so that that won't happen again. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and now, I'm not having been to Mecca myself, not being. Um, uh, well, let, let me ask you a, then a different question. What did do uh, the fact that the Saudis? Uh, control the, the the two holiest places in Islam. The, put them in a, a special a level. And why haven't they been more active in uh, exporting Islam, Islamic uh, views to, to the rest of the world? In your opinion, but they have been. But they have been. Did you know that seventy percent of all mosques built around the world were Saudi? Saudi money. Am I shocking you? They have been spending no, hundreds no. of billions of dollars, not millions, hundreds of billions of dollars building the most stupendous uh, mosques all over the world. They're Saudis. They, when the Soviet Union collapsed, they sent tens oh. of thousands of ulama, that means people from Saudi Arabia, to teach Islam to the... What, what were Islamic republics, in fact, but under the Soviet Union, they were not allowed to have uh, religion. They have now, literally, they call them radicalized Afghanistan, they radicalized Tajikistan, all the stands, stands, stands in the Soviet Union, they have radicalized them. But in fact, you don't radicalize Islam. Why? Because Islam is Islam. When you read the Quran, well, let me put it this way. Anybody who tells you there is a radical Muslim, extremist Muslim, militant Muslim, or moderate Muslim, slap him on the face because he's lying. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, I mean it. no, 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 I understand <laughs> IQ. No, I'm not mocking you. I just I just love the way that you uh you delivered that statement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would laugh at it for don't, the statement, don't too. It. I have to tell you don't one thing. Believe it. Well, yeah, yeah. When, when I, I went to the Mayo Clinic um, when I needed a diagnose, diagnostic, there were five Islamic channels on the, uh, on the internal system at the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you know that? Five of them. I counted them. Why would they have five Islamic channels in the Mayo? Tell me why. They have whole floors in the Mayo devoted to taking care of um, uh, princes, etc. of Saudi Arabia and other countries. I was really amazed at it. No, no. If they are taking care of Saudis, as I told you, Saudi Arabia gave tens of millions of dollars to universities in Europe and America. They bought enormous powers and in the education system, both in Europe and America. Why do you think the left-wingers are on the top heap in the United States of America and in Europe? It was Saudi money, and now Qatari money. When you have money, you can buy people. So are you saying uh, the mafia knew that? Here we go with another. 
Here we go into Sorry. another tangent that I'd like to explore. Are you saying that the, the Saudi uh, money is helping uh, progr- uh, what they would call progressives, what we, we would call liberals or whatever, people who uh, have a more uh, a multicultural pro- uh, view of the world than, than tra- traditional Americans? No, 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 I don't mean that. Not at all. They bought influence to educate about Islam in subterfuge. These education systems that they are they have implemented in Europe and America, they tell you we are moderate. Islam is moderate. Islam means peace. Islam is this. You know, every single imam, quote me later on, every single imam, every single scholar of Islam will recite to you a single verse. I'll tell you what they tell you. It tells you that if the, in the Quran it is written that if anyone slew a person unless it is for murder or for spreading mischief in the land, it would be as if he slew the whole world. And if anyone saved a life, it would be as if he saved the life of the whole world. Have you heard that before? Obama said it when he gave a talk in 2009 in Cairo. And Obama lied. Obama lied and every Imam lied or lies. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. And write it down. It's chapter 5, called Al-Ma'idah, in Arabic means table. Chapter 5, verse 32. But it starts in a different way. This is the remarkable part. This is what they truncate. This is why they take it out of context to fool Americans who do not know the, the Quran. Actually, the Quran says, we, Allah, in the capital, uh, we is the plural for Allah, the majestic. We, Allah, ordained for the children of Israel. So the subject was nothing to do with the Arabs, nothing to do with Muhammad, and nothing to do with Islam. All the Quran is saying is that Allah ordained upon the children of Israel that if anyone committed murder, it is as if they killed the whole world, and anyone who saved a life, it is as if they saved the whole world. It has nothing to do with Islam. But they don't tell you that. They cheat you. Because the most remarkable thing, this is verse 532. In the next verse, the following verse, look what the Quran says. Indeed, the penalty for those who wage war against Allah and his messenger Muhammad and strive upon earth corruption is none but that they should be killed or crucified or that their hands and feet are cut off from opposite sides can you believe that so what they do they take a verse they truncate or take it out of context and they don't tell you the next verse either so really it's all deception this is what they bought money they bought people they bought professors, top-level professors, emeritus, they called emeritus professors, to be apologists for Islam. And this is the tragedy. Well, Nobody well, in the news uh, media, that, the whole of America, stands up and uh, becomes... On, on that note, let me ask IQ, why would the Saudis and others pour so much money into the Clinton Foundation? Yes, they're expecting her to be president. You know what? After what she did with the emails, after what she did in Benghazi, she should have been impeached like Obama. Obama should have been impeached five times. This is the tragedy. Clinton was, they tried to impeach Clinton for a blowjob. Can you believe that? President of the United of America, they were trying to impeach him for a blowjob. They impeached Nixon, one of the most powerful presidents in America, for a poached job in Watergate. But they wouldn't impeach the traitor-in-chief in the White House on five counts. One of them is Benghazi. Another one is Fast Furious. A third one is the VA. And the fourth one about spying about America. Do I know everything? I know everything to do with America, yes. 
Anything of importance to do with America, you know? Well, look, then let, let, let's uh, talk about that for a second. Looking at it from the prism of the Islamic world and what they want to do, how do they view today's situation and how America does things? They know that uh, Obama is incompetent. The Saudis are more afraid of Iran than anybody else, by the way. Every single leader in the Middle East, every single leader, knows that Israel is not a threat. They know that. They're not, Israel is not a threat to the Islam, Muslim world. Israel is not a threat to the Arab world. All Israel says, leave me alone. That's all they ask. Leave me alone. But Iran is a different kettle of fish. In 1979, when Khomeini took over Iran, the first thing, the first edict he created was to spread his belief system all over the Muslim world. That's why the, Saddam Hussein went to war with Iran. It wasn't because he wanted to pick a fight. It was because Khomeini picked up the fight. Iran is a dangerous country. Shia Islam believe, and again we come to a belief, you cannot negotiate with somebody who is a believer. You will never be able to change the mind of a believer, even if you drown them with facts and figures. The believer will not give a damn about what you're telling them. They believe that the Mahdi, the 12th Imam, the Messiah of Shia Islam, will only come about to be resurrected if there is an Armageddon world war. What did Ahmadinejad say for five years? He said it in the United Nations. He said it outside the United Nations. He said, I communicate with the Mahdi who is coming. We need to go to war. That's why they say they will exterminate Israel. This, that's a little Satan. That's why they say they will destroy America, the big Satan. And Obama is putting his hand forth in hoping that they will change their mind. Obama, not only is he stupid in this regard, he honestly believes that there is something good in Islam. He really believes that. Why? Because he never studied the Quran. He grew up as a Muslim, but he grew up in, in Indonesia at the time, which was more tolerant than it is today, by the way. They are implementing Sharia. Malaysia is implementing Sharia. Brunei, the Sultan of Brunei, is implementing Sharia. The whole Muslim world now want to implement Sharia. Why? Because they want to explain to themselves that the reason that 1.5 billion people in 57 Muslim majority states are the least productive, least inventive, least creative in human history, and they want to explain to it that it is, this is the case because they are not following Sharia. But in fact, what happens when they will follow Sharia, they end up with Muhammad's 7th century Arabia. I hope it makes sense to you. You, you know, you, you make so many good uh, points, it's often difficult to absorb them all. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, he does. Listen, listen, listen to the recording. Believe me. I, I, li I listen to our, our recordings. I'll, I'll tell you why I listen to the recordings. I listen to recording to find out if I'm behaving properly, not interrupting, letting the other person uh, speak, not shouting, not you yeah. know, to modulate my voice, to, to literally, I learn from my own listening, which is very important. So listen to the recordings, and you, you won't miss anything, I promise you. You won't miss anything. Yeah. I never uh, say uh, anything which I cannot back up with facts and figures. It's impossible. I would never do that. We've got this I is why I'm well, We've got IQ Rizzoli with us today. We've also got Donald Mazzella. Don, we've got uh, gentlemen. We've got about ten minutes left to go here. Um, Don, jump in there, my friend. Well, I don't know. It's often difficult with uh, IQ uh, because because he always <laughs> makes such good points. But, um, uh, you know, uh, I'll ask you a question. What do you think about Obama and Putin? What Obama is doing? Do you think Putin is right, or do you think Obama is right? It's very important to me. Do I think? I know what Putin is right. 
uh, did you say Putin, yeah. the Russian? Oh, I think he's uh, uh, he's taking advantage of the situation, and he's doing what he thinks is best for his country, um, or more precisely for himself, because he thinks of himself as the country. Um, uh, I think eventually he will overreach. Um, uh, I happen to have a more optimistic view than... Uh, uh, Dan Perkins does uh, in terms of um, uh, Russia. I think we're, we're slowly uh, strangling them, and I think uh, uh, we'll have next year, uh, well, perhaps by the end of this year, uh, uh, some new action by him, and we will see a, a very timid reaction from uh, President Obama. It is amazing, uh, in my view, uh, a man with so much power that has done so so little of it internationally and so much of it domestically. Uh, it's a it's because I think he doesn't fully understand the world around him. And as uh, someone said, he always thinks he's the smartest person in the room, no matter what room he's in. And uh, by the way, he and it's unfortunate. Did you know that? He said he was. In his book, he said he was. He's smarter than his writers. He's smarter than his advisors. So what do you need the writers and advisors? If you're smarter than them, you don't need them. Well, you, you definitely do, because you know, I don't care who you are, including being president of the United States. Um, you, you need people to point out things that you... No, no one can see everything, and uh, that's my view. Uh, you know, they used to complain about Harry Truman, and he had always had this group of friends in to play poker at least once a week. And as he said after he left the White House, by the way, he did not write his autobiography, and uh, we all we have is what he said afterwards in various places. But he said what they did is they kept him grounded and told him what the, what the public was really thinking. Uh, and, and, and he made some very good decisions, plus the fact that he had a man like George C. Marshall to advise him and, and listen to his advice. Uh, this president, unfortunately, does and has a bunch of pygmies uh, in the White House, none of whom have ever run a business. <laughs> you, mean, which, uh, you mean Tanko uh, and Brown no I'm sorry? I said, you what, mean psychopan? The psychophants and brown noses, what Obama has. People yes. who say yes to him every time. Oh, absolutely. The, the, well, someone said in, in his staff is all made up of brown noses. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you, you're so right on that. But also. <laughs> Good. I'm happy. I'll tell you what. Hillary Clinton is exactly the same as Obama. She's a traitor. I, I don't miss my words. What I mean by traitor, you know, you don't have to, to divulge secrets of the United States of America to be a traitor. The fact that you do not protect yeah. the United States of America and its people, you're a traitor. That's, that's by definition. You elect a person or a woman or a man to protect the nation. When you have your borders unprotected, you are not a nation anymore. Full stop. Your borders are open. Mm. Terrorists are coming in. Illegals are coming mm. in. How is it justifiable when hundreds of thousands of decent human beings queue in American embassies to get to America legally and you allow millions of people to come in through the back door? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't agree me. with you more, IQ. I, IQ, I have a book for you to read. It is called Tacitus, The, An the Annuals of Tacitus which is the story of the, uh, of the uh, first century of the Roman Empire. Uh, it was written, he, he, he wrote it um, in, in just the beginning of the second century. And if you read Tacitus, as I do, and by the way, I have to tell you, I downloaded the Quran onto my uh, uh, e-reader to, uh, to read after talking to you, and uh, I try to get through at least one chapter uh, or one, one section. Uh, once uh, uh, every week. Haven't gone all the way through, but I do. Uh, but I did take your advice and try to read it again. Um, don't, don't, uh, well, you have to read nine chapters, by the way. 
I have to interrupt you. All you have to read are the first nine chapters. All the remaining ones are immaterial. And if that's well, I'm, I'm reading the first to... nine chapters, right conclusion, worse, you know, contrary to mine, uh, then we have to talk again. Only the first nine chapters. Well, don't you think that the, the, the remaining chapters were written by somebody else? Isn't that what you said? No, no, no. No, Nobody, no, no, no. The first nine chapters, they are not in sequence of revelation. Chapter 2, chapter 5, and chapter 9 are the latest revelations. They are the Medina ones. Are you with me? It's very important. The later mm -hmm. chapters appropriate, make over, they, they overrule the earlier verses. The verses of Medina are the war verses. They abrogate, they make null and void 124 earlier conciliatory verses of the Quran. So when an Imam tells you, yes, you have your religion, I have mine, tell him, no, this is abrogated. When Imam tells you, yeah, if you kill one man, you, as if you kill the whole, tell him, no, this is abrogated. You shut him up instantly. The Imam cannot mm -hmm. tell you no. He knows that you know. And when he knows you, that you know the subject, he will leave you alone. No imam would come against me in public. No imam. I begged CAIR, C-A-I-R, the Council of American Islamic Relations. I have begged the Islamic Council of North America to have a debate with me publicly. I will come to America. I will go on television. I will show myself if they bring somebody of you know, importance to debate me. All I need is 20 minutes. He will never recover. Islam will never recover. <laughs> Sounds like a brag. Well, we're going to try. We, we, I'm sure Jim Laws is going to try. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you. I, I would love to have IQ here. You know, you know what what I think is great is um and and we've got a little bit of time and I want IQ to tell this story to Don. Um tell me tell tell Don about your trip that you made basically undercover to the United States to check out the border situation. Tell him a little bit about that. That was an amazing story when you told oh, yeah, it on was, here. That was about a year ago. Over a year ago. I I I came to the United States. I hired a speaking uh, Spanish-speaking person. We went. We took a four by four, fully loaded with everything you can, with GPS, you know, just in case to uh, make a mistake. And we traveled along the Rio Grande, um, literally from the Gulf of Mexico. And I tell you something: it's 1,900 miles long. It's not a short period of time or a short distance. Most of it is unprotected. Most of it is unprotected. There wasn't a single human being inside. Anybody could pro cross. And they were crossing. I mean, I, I didn't see anybody at that moment of time crossing. But, I mean, the guy with me, he said, this is nothing. If you wait long enough in certain areas, you will find them coming in. And nobody is there. The areas which are protected, of course, nobody is so stupid as to go through the areas which are protected. But these are only a few hundred miles. The border is 1,900 miles. So it was an eye-opener because, I mean, I was listening to the news, and the, but it was worth it because it, I was on site. That's the most important thing. You're seeing it with your own eyes, not depending on CBS, and MS, NBC, or whatever crap they are. No, you're unprotected. I mean, you, you had no protection with Canada, which is fair enough because the relationship between Canada and America is so close. But with Latin America, it's a different story. By the way, the Muslims are using now Latin America to come to America. So the terrorists yes. are already coming to your country. They are coming into your country, you're not protected. And unless and until something happens similar or even greater than 9-11, I don't think anybody is going to wake up in America. By the way, the same thing in Europe. They're not going to wake up unless they have another 7-7 or something like 9-11. They're not waking up. As I said, any leader who tells you peaceful Islam, militant Islam, radical Islam, blah, slap you on the face. They don't exist. Only in the imagination of the Western mind, especially by the news media. Islam is Islam. It's hate-mongering, war-mongering, misogynist, racist, duplicitous, hypocritical, intolerant, vile, 
and totally ungodly. I know it by heart. Well, IQ, uh, but but before before we let you go, IQ, give us a, give us a place where we can uh, find you. All the different things. I know you don't like plugging the book, but I'm going to ask you to do it today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very simple. All you have to do is Google my name, Al Rasuli, A L R A S S O O L I, and go to my website. If somebody is interested to do the research, just go to Amazon and look up IQ Rasuli and my. Books are three of them, a trilogy, volumes one, two, and three. They have the same name, Lifting the Veil, the True Faces of Muhammad and Islam. I don't advise you to buy them unless you are doing research. They are heavy going, and they can cost you up to $75. I don't want you to spend money unless you need to. So there you go. Well, Don, God bless you, and God willing, I'll see you next week. Don, before we, before we let everybody go, um, how, how do we get a hold of you, sir? Uh, S, 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 uh, Twitter, hashtag 2SB Digest, Small Business Digest, mag.com, uh, Google me, Don Mazzella, uh, and uh, uh, as always, I learned a lot again, again this hour. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, definitely. Well, uh, gentlemen, we will talk to you guys next week. IQ, I'll talk to you on Wednesday, and on uh, Tuesday, we'll talk to you, Don. You guys have yourself a wonderful a wonderful rest of the week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you both. Thank you very Thank you. much. Have a good day. Appreciate it. Thanks, gentlemen. Right. We're going to take a time out and come back with more here on our world-famous Cheeky Chegway Show. Back here in a few moments. Fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Great new author out there, Benjamin Card. What would you do if the person you loved most was brainwashed to love someone else? In Benjamin Card's debut book, The Courting, every female on Earth has been hypnotized by an invisible entity in the sky. And now, one man must figure out a way to get his wife back before it's too late. Hellnotes.com calls this book delightfully strange and psychotic. The Courting is available now on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Instagram, Benjamin Cord. As a business owner, you know that cash flow management is important. You need to monitor your profit margins and your expenses. Cashflow Mojo software is a cash flow management tool made especially for small to medium-sized business owners like you to help you manage the cash flow of your business. When money comes into your business each week, the software will help you set up a Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.